know, my first, first online client that I worked with, um, she went from zero to 10 K in a month. And I was like, okay, this is my gift and my superpower. And it was really reframing a lot of that in the sense that I always thought sales was sleazy or marketing was bait and switch or, you know, like whatever stuff I had in my head and yet watching her and what that money did for her. Hey there, welcome to Jam with Jen, Empowering Your Pivot. I'm an ex-corporate girl turned chiropractor who is on a mission to help others make their dream a reality. I'll be sharing real stories from people who have made that leap into living a life of success on their terms. Making the leap isn't always sunshine and rainbows, but it's about showing you that you too can have the freedom of life you desire. So let's jump right in. Welcome back to another episode of Jim with Jen. Today I have on Carrie Veach. Carrie helps ambitious entrepreneurs bust through self-limitations to build wildly profitable online businesses. She combines neuroscience by teaching clients to rewire their brains through mindset work and provide safe containers for clients to create time and financial freedom. She hosts the innovative community-based podcast, Set Yourself Free, which shows the behind the scenes of what it takes to be profitable online. So welcome, Carrie. I'm so excited to have you on. Thanks so much for having me, Jen. So we were just chatting um, before I hit record. So you are currently in Mexico City, but you're, you're always traveling on the go. And that's kind of, I think I saw on your website, um, something about like your drug is like traveling or being free, like freedom. So 100%. Yes. I joke that I'm allergic to offices. And so freedom is absolutely my drug of choice. Yeah. I love it because one, my practice, my chiropractic office is called freedom family chiropractic. Um, so I'm all about like giving people their freedom, having your freedom, whether it be in life, health, everything like that. So really resonates with me. I love that. So can you share with the audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your journey? Yeah. So I now I'm a coach, but you know, it's been a little, uh, not a little bit, a pretty windy path to get here. Um, so I am a therapist in a former life. So I have my master's in counseling and I also was the executive director of a nonprofit. So I did a lot of things in between school and now. Um, but honestly, coaching to me is the perfect combination of everything I learned in turning around a nonprofit. So we went from a deficit to making $300,000 my first year as ED. And I learned so much about what it actually took to run a profitable business. And then my background as a therapist and really holding space and, you know, just the deeper stuff of life, which was always my passion. And so coaching is that combination for me of empowering people, like accessing the power that I quite frankly, didn't know too much about until the last handful of years of like, oh my gosh, we all have this amazing power within ourselves and yet we are holding ourselves back. And so much of that just comes down to conditioning and life and school and all the things we've been taught to believe. Um, And so now I really, really love helping clients to step into their power and create whatever version of freedom that is, right? Because maybe that's running a six-figure business. Maybe that's running a multiple six-figure business, traveling the world. Maybe that's working part-time 
full-time hours and, you know, matching your salary, but doing it on your own terms. Like everyone has a different version of that. So I'm never Mm -hmm. ever advocating for this cookie cutter version of what that looks like. Um, but it's making sure that you're being true to yourself and your values. Yeah. I I absolutely love that because otherwise you get into that comparison factor of like what everybody else is doing and you're not doing what brings you joy as much. So exactly. Yeah. That's amazing. So how did you really transition into like the coaching? Yeah. You know, I was just reflecting a little bit on this morning on it as I wrote a post about it. So I, I first learned about the online coaching space in 2017 and, you know, honestly, like I graduated with my master's in 2008. And if I had known about the coaching space back then, I think I would have been coaching this whole time. Um, I just didn't know about it. So I found out about the coaching space, um, back in 2017 and yet I had way too many fears, way too many insecurities, things holding me (laughs) back from actually starting a business, going all in on it. Um, I was one of those people that just like watched from the sidelines and was like, who are these people? Like having hundred thousand dollar launches and like sipping margaritas. And like, I just, couldn't understand, but also was intrigued enough to keep watching. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so the short story is like, it took me a while to, you know, work through all my own stuff and then finally decide in 2019, like, okay, I want to do this. I have to work through all the things holding me back and why I think it's possible for everyone else and not me. Um, and so, yeah, I finally just honestly got sick of myself of like, okay, there's 25 year olds that have way less qualifications that don't have the life experience that don't have the master's degree that I have that are killing it. Mm -hmm. And I want a part of that. So I finally decided to launch my business, hire support and go all in. Yeah. Was there like one or two main things or big things that really helped with that, like belief mindset change for you? Um, honestly, it was hiring a coach. Like I, I couldn't work through my own stuff on my own, especially as it related to online. Like I am someone naturally who doesn't like social media. Like, Mm um, I'm a deep connection person. And so I still struggle with it. I have found a rhythm and cadence for me that works really well of, you know, showing up in my business online and being of service and connecting with people. But I still struggle with it in my personal life of like friends that can't text back or call back, but want to, you know, like sit on social all day. Um, and I just had a lot of stuff in my way. So I really needed objective help and perspective to help me reframe and work through that stuff. Um, and really mainly for me, what it was, was just deciding like, I want in on this and if other people are doing this, certainly I can too. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes complete sense. And I, I agree with you. I think, um, coaching, like hiring a coach is a huge thing to help you grow quicker, um, and overcome those like limiting beliefs or those beliefs that might be holding you back. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. And they're so subtle. Sometimes we don't even realize like how much we're limiting ourselves. Oh yeah. Just by like the smallest, like little words that you use. Um, yeah. And you don't notice that you're saying those or that you're speaking those to yourself. Um, exactly. Yeah. Where did you find support while you were making that transition? Um, 
Honestly, it was just like a lot of internal belief. I mean, it was hiring, you know, coaches and, and that, and then it was a lot of internal reworking, you know, like now things are so easy and flowy for me, but it was a lot of the internal stuff Mm -hmm. and rewriting of narratives and showing up on the hardest of days and deciding over and over again that my story got to be different. And, uh, you know, my first, first online client that I worked with, um, she went from zero to 10 K in a month. And I was like, okay, this is my gift and my superpower. And it was really reframing a lot of that in the sense that I always thought sales was sleazy or marketing was bait and switch or, you know, like whatever stuff I had in my head and yet watching her and what that money did for her. Right. And then Mm -hmm. like so many other clients that I've helped to grow and scale their businesses really fast is like, it's actually the most selfish thing I can do to be silent. Yeah. Yeah, you if you have something great and you can help people grow and achieve their goals, like it is selfish to hold hold that back and not share that with other people. Exactly. And that's that's really hard to to do on our own, right? Like mm-hmm. I needed support and coaching and I continue to need support and coaching. Like I also know, you know, growing up with a lot of trauma, like becomes, oh, I'll do this all myself. I can be independent. And it's just not the narrative that I want to be true anymore. Um, Mm -hmm. Because sure, you can do it on your own. It's usually a lot slower. It's also lonelier and more painful. Yeah. While you were making the transition to coaching, did you have any critics at all? Yeah. And... I think oftentimes we're our own worst critic, right? So, so I had, um, I had an online business at the time I first launched a gluten-free business because I have celiac disease. Um, so I had a, a dip into the online world, um, which was really like the safe way in for me because I didn't have to show up as, you know, like, I think a lot of the, um, shifting, especially for people that are service providers is they feel like they're selling themselves. And that Mm -hmm. was a lot of what I thought too. Um, and this is why I love coaching around sales now, because I'm like, no, 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 you're not selling yourself. You're selling a service, but it feels deeply personal when you're like a coach or a consultant or someone. Right. Um, And so for me, with at least having a gluten-free brand, I could almost hide a little bit more because it wasn't like me selling myself, so to speak, or at least that's what like my brain attached to in the time. Mm -hmm. So it was really, it was challenging, you know, even back then, um, having critics, with people criticizing, like if you charge for things or you're greedy or, you know, just a lot of things that people want to say. Um, because if you're someone who cares a lot, like what, how dare you charge so much kind of Mm -hmm. quality. Um, and those things still pop up from time to time, of course. Um, and like I told some clients yesterday in my, one of my group programs, I was like, I really believe if you don't have haters or trolls in some fashion, like you're probably not showing up enough in your power. Yeah, that's good. I've gotten a couple, <clears throat> a couple of trolls on my social media and I just, I kind of laugh it off and I'm like, all right, well, at least it's getting out there more and more people are seeing it. So exactly. Yeah. excuse me. Um, what do you think has been the most challenging becoming a coach or making that 
pivot into coaching? Honestly, for me personally, it was working through a lot of my internal narratives around judgment and people pleasing and um, also money stuff, like just a lot of money stuff as well. Um, And I find this with a lot of very good hearted service clients of mine, right? Like I had a background of working I don't know, more than 10 years in nonprofits and like the narrative often in the nonprofit space is like broke and you know, you're doing what you're doing because you care and you have a huge heart, but like, you're not in it for the money. And it's just such a tired narrative to me. And so, so outdated, like why not care about people and make a lot of money in the process? Um, So it's really been the internal stuff of like the years of conditioning, the years I've uh, believed certain things and reworking those and the fears around losing people, the fears of leaving people behind um, and really doing that internal healing and shifting um, to both show myself, but also so many other people of what's possible. Yeah. What do you think has been the most rewarding working with your clients? working with them and seeing amazing results (laughs) that they never thought was possible. I mean, honestly, like I joke all the time and this is also too, where I think we can get in our own way. And I work with clients around this all the time of like sharing your client wins of being loud and proud about those things. Again, like the first client I had that, I mean, she made $11,000 in one month and that was more than she had made the six months prior. Um, or a client that seven extra income recently, you know, from October to November in one of my programs, you know, like, and, and it's not about just the money. Like, of course Mm -hmm. the money is amazing. And I watch, you know, clients all the time, blow their own minds with what they have made, but it's that self-trust of going, oh my gosh, if I did this once I can do it again. And look what's possible for my family, my friends, my community, how I can give to causes I never thought I could, you know, just the ripple effect of all of it is my favorite thing for sure. Yeah. I mean, that sounds amazing. That's it. As you were talking initially about like the client who made over $10,000 in one month, I was like, I would assume that would be one of the most rewarding things is helping somebody overcome that and like break through that limitation and create um, a whole different mindset and whole different change in their life. So that's, that's amazing. Absolutely. If you could go back and tell, like knowing what you know now, if you could go back and talk to your five-year-old self, is there anything that you would tell her? A lot of things. <laughs> I mean, yeah. so many things, honestly, but I mean, I think one of the biggest things for me is like, you're enough. And that's always been one of my really big um, mantras and has become even more so as I now have a coaching business, because kind of like what I mentioned before, one of my favorite things to do with clients is to help them rework their narratives around sales and what that looks like. And with that becomes that like separating out your enoughness from your results. And mm-hmm. I've struggled so much with this in the past because I am like the, the highest high achiever there is like, that is my highest core strength is achievement. And so it's so easy to get your worth and your enoughness tied to your results in your business, 
or just mm-hmm. anything. It doesn't matter if you don't have a business, your corporate job, your whatever, right? Like, and so really that piece of being enough, like as a human, regardless of if you ever accomplished another thing in your entire life that you are worthy of enough. That's perfect. And when you work with your clients, do you, is it primarily one-on-one group coaching, like masterminds? How do you go about all of that coaching? Yeah. So I do all of those things. Um, I don't, um, I don't specifically have what I would call a mastermind right now, but I have, um, I have group coaching, I have one-on-one coaching, and then I also have a program right now that is hybrid one-on-one and group. Um, which is awesome. And my clients already are getting amazing results from that combination of like really focused one-on-one attention, but then also the group dynamic or more of the mastermind type model. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I like what was really uh, critical for me, especially after I had worked with a coach where I got no results and I was very frustrated and mad and all the things. And a lot of it was my own stuff, of course. Um, But I vowed like hand in my heart to be someone that would actually coach people if they pay me money. Like we will do the work that matters, have hard conversations, lovingly hold space. But there's too many coaches out there that are just like cheerleading for their clients. And while that's important to have someone in your corner, you also need some reflections and someone saying like, hey, I noticed you're getting in your own way here. Like, let's talk about it. Perfect. Um, and you have a podcast as well. Can you tell the audience a little bit about that? Yeah, so I do. It's called Set Yourself Free. And I initially started my business with more life coaching and trauma coaching. So the premise has kind of stayed the same, which is super cool to me. It's all about the shame and secrets of life and business. Um, the first three seasons of the show are much more about life in terms of emotional abuse and sexual assault and women being so freaking brave and sharing their stories of coming out of that. Um, but now it's shifted to more of what I would say are like the shame and secrets of the online space. Um, and my current season is six experts on nervous system regulation And I just think it's kind of a hot topic, but a super important hot topic of how in the world to regulate in your body, because it's not just like cognitive mindset work, right? It's knowing how to shift your identity, how to feel into that new version of yourself and safely regulate so that you can earn more and keep more and expand in the process. Very cool. I can't wait to listen in on those episodes. I'm going to go back. You have to listen. I'm really proud of it, honestly, because of the collective format. Like, Mm -hmm. for example, the episode that just dropped last week, um, all six women are on the same episode. So you just hear a few minutes from each of them. But what I really love is I just, the more I study psychology and the more I understand about like what actually helps us change is we just naturally self-select out. If somebody says something that we're like, nope, doesn't apply. And so when you hear multiple viewpoints, you're more likely to be able to find someone that you relate to that you can go, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. I see myself in that story. Yeah. Very cool. Are there any other podcasts or books that you recommend the audience listen to or read? 
so many. <laughs> but <laughs> honestly, um, I just reread Never Split the Difference. Okay. And I highly recommend that if you are in a place of wanting to up-level your negotiation and sales skills. I don't know if you've read it. I haven't. But it's all from a former hostage negotiator. Uh, highly recommend that book if you're looking for more sales negotiation um, along with so many money mindset books that I would recommend. I think if I had to almost start over with entrepreneurship, I really would start in some of those places because our unconscious beliefs around money are holding so mm -hmm. many of us back. Um, and so I would really start with, you know, if you've never read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, some of the classics, um, yeah. I think those are such good reads or how to be a badass, how to be a badass at making money, like really some of the stuff to look at what your money stories are and how to heal and shift some of those. Perfect. And where can the audience find you online? Yeah. So I have my podcast, set yourself free. You can listen to that. And then I'm on Instagram at set yourself free LLC. Um, or you can find me over on Facebook. I have a Facebook community and it's called set yourself free community as well. Perfect. And is there any other advice that you'd like to leave the audience with? Figure out what you want. Honestly, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just such a fan of reverse engineering. It's so easy to listen to things or dream about things and never take action, but like figure out what you really, really want, the desires that you have, and then go take one step today. Like sometimes we're so big on needing to quantum leap or take these huge steps. And while I'm in favor of that as well, um, I also know consistent action and doing one thing today versus putting it off is going to set you up and have you stand out from other people. So be willing to bet on yourself and believe it's possible. Perfect. Thank you so much, Carrie, for jumping on today. Thanks, Jen. so much for listening through another episode of jamming with jen if you'd like to connect more reach out to me on instagram at dr jen forstner and make sure that you like and subscribe to the podcast so that you're always up to date with what's going on